Can I rant for a sec? Please. Pay apps are way too public. What happened? Some rando hearted a payment from five months ago, and I realized people can see my entire history, who I'm paying, like full names. It's super weird. Yeah, it's weird. How are you paying your friends then? Apple Cash. It's all in messages. You can literally send cash like a text, and it stays between friends. Random people can't see it. Did you just pay me a dollar on Apple Cash? <laughs> Services are provided by Green Dot Bank. Member FDIC. Terms apply. This episode is brought to you by PNC Bank, who believes some things in life should be boring, like banking. Because boring is safe and responsible, level-headed and wise. All things you want your bank to be. You don't want your bank to be cool or sexy. Sexy is for 80s hair bands, not banks. That's why PNC Bank strives to be boring with your money so you can be happily fulfilled with your life. PNC Bank, brilliantly boring since 1865. Brilliantly Boring Since 1865 is a service mark of the PNC Financial Services Group, Incorporated. PNC Bank, a national association, member FDIC. Tennessee just sounds perfect. Whether that's live music, the crack of a campfire, or kids laughing on an adventure. To start planning your trip, visit tnvacation.com. Tennessee sounds perfect. Hey, this is Annie. And Samantha. And welcome to Stuff I've Never Told You, a production of iHeartRadio. Okay, Annie, I have questions for you. And you know what? I don't actually know if I know this answer. Oh, okay. All right. Have you ever used a dating site or dating app? No, I have not. Okay. I did a long time ago. <laughs> I did look at OkCupid because at the time it was like the free one, right? And, mm -hmm. and I was just curious, like questions it asked you. So mm -hmm. I kind of like went through it, but then I didn't go through it. I was just curious what it, what, what right. the whole deal was. But no, I've never used one actually. So how do you typically meet a partner when you were dating? <laughs> Usually I would just meet through either work or like fun things that I like to do because before this whole pandemic, I was a very active, socially active person. And so I would meet people through like friends of friends or something. Yeah, usually oh, happens. Like you're, you're the one that's infamous for accidentally dating people. Accidentally dating <laughs> Yep, that is me. <laughs> I feel like that's a rom-com in itself. And it could be a queer one and I want to see it. Accidentally dating. Yes. Accidentally <laughs> yes. dating. Yeah. So I actually, that's how I kind of dated completely. Like I, even though I'm older, I've never been really good at meeting people. And I don't know if it's because I just have this shy, like, persona or if I'm just a really loud and intimidating persona, mm -hmm. whichever. But typically in high school, I only had like two relationships at best. Mm -hmm. Maybe one. I can't even remember. That's how well I remember. And in college, uh -huh. I never dated. Ever. Mm -hmm. And then after college, I was like, okay. And of course, a lot of this had to do with my own body issues. And, yeah. and you know, as we're talking about a lot of my self-esteem stuff, my identity issues, like that's a big part of like, I, I, don't, I can't. Um, mm -hmm. I think part of it is also watching my family go through relationships and not my mom and dad. My mom and dad have been together forever and are very happy. Like we celebrated their 50th anniversary recently. What? But my siblings, each one of them have gone through their messes. And I'm like, 
I'm good. <laughs> right. I'm good. Thank you very much. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so when I started dating, it was through, yeah, I think it's okay, Cupid. Yeah. And it was after I had gotten my job, had gotten to a point where I was like, okay, maybe I'm an adult now. Let's do this. Mm-hmm. I did get set up on a couple of days, but I found out quickly that it's a bad idea for people to set me up, especially if they're friends with them. And I told them yeah. that because my perspective is, after we're done, they shouldn't exist. (laughs) (laughs) I need them to go into the world of exes where I never see them again. Like, that's Mm kind of how I feel like it should be. Maybe I I, I think getting older, I've gotten better about that. But at that point, I was like, no, I I don't ever want to see you again because you are a picture of my failure or your failure (laughs) or something weird. So I went through online dating and I wasn't very successful until about, honestly, even like 30s. I didn't get really good days. And even then, my relationships didn't last very long. Mm-hmm. And of course, my partner and I are together because of location. Like that. <laughs> and <laughs> location, not necessarily. Location, location, Right. I mean, <laughs> it's worked out nicely. But the thing is, like, that's the only way I knew how to meet people. So I just right. wondered, like, huh, what was it like before dating apps? And yeah. I guess, it. I mean, to be fair, again, I'm in my partnership, not because of a dating app, but... Interestingly yeah. enough, the one time I didn't, I guess. <laughs> well, yeah, and I have a... Actually, it's Katie who you're going to hear on this very episode. I have a friend, Katie, who she used to ask me, like... Uh, she's somebody who was very always wanting to go on dates and mm-hmm. be with people. And then juxtaposed next to me, who's sort of always accidentally... Right. Dating. And she would get really annoyed by it. And she'd be like, what, how right. do you meet people? And I would say, like, well, you try not to. Like, you, you're basically find stuff you like that you like and go do that stuff. Right. And then, I don't know. <laughs> teaser. That's a teaser. Yeah. And you know what? I, I've been thinking about this. And we've been talking about this before, about just relationships in general and how difficult it can be. Yeah. And as we're rounding out this year of lockdown or stay-at-home orders, a lot of people are getting access, yay, to vaccines. We know there's a lot more to be done, but you know it is slowly being distributed and actually being accessible. And I think, honestly, we are all looking back about how we've learned to cope with probably one of the most complicated times for us, especially our generation, especially in dating. Mm -hmm. And so we wanted to do a review of what it's been like. And including, I will say for my friends who've been single during this time, it's been interesting to watch them to see how and what their reaction is and their dating habits. And I have Mm -hmm. some really good stories. Like they they slowed down, but not slowed down. I think (laughs) one of the parts, and I I remember I would often delete and often re-get the ads, re-download because it was fun. The initial flirting is fun. Swiping, it's fun. And all of these things and trying to get to know people, there is Mm -hmm. something really interesting, almost like a game. Uh, Uh I know we talked about Tinder and how did it originally come from hot or not? And you just swipe on who's hot and who's not. And it was just Mm -hmm. a really superficial and really kind of mean game. But that's kind of what Tinder seemed like it came from except Mm -hmm. it didn't become much hookup culture. And of course, they've made millions and millions, if not billions of dollars as one of the bigger developers of these dating apps. And I think Mm -hmm. during quarantine, what else do you have (laughs) if you're not in a relationship, right? Like, why not? Why not try to talk and flirt while you're stuck at home? And uh, so we did want to take a review of what did quarantine do for our dating, for our relationships and all of such. Yeah, yeah. And it's one of the reasons I never 
got into online dating because I was actually a pretty... I mean, I was judgmental of it at first, but I quickly became, became the category of, oh, no, this is working for people, so why not? It just makes right. sense. But I was really insecure. And I was like, what if they all swipe? No, what if I never get... <laughs> so that was one thing in my head. And then another was, I don't know why I made such a big deal out of this because it's not a big deal at all. But I was like, what if like... I, I see an ex on there, like a good male friend of mine, but my world can't collide. Like, <laughs> oh, those are the best moments where you start taking screenshots and sending it to people and be like, yeah. do you see this? Yeah. No. <laughs> yep. Katie has sent me those. She keeps me high, like up to date on her dating adventures and she'll send me like, oh, it's this guy. He's on here. And I'm like, you know, there's nothing wrong with it. But there was some part of me that was like, I'm embarrassed to know that these friends of mine will know that I'm looking for somebody. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that stigma, which I think we've come a long way from. It's kind of like, it's, again, the only way I really dated was through Mm -hmm. online apps because that's where I was able to at least represent myself and felt like at least I can get to know you a little bit. And it pushed also to going uh, really fast in relationships, I feel like, where I felt I already knew you. So even though this is date one, it's like date five, right? Right, (laughs) yeah. Dating in the time of like internet searches. Um, (laughs) So we do have some stats and past looks of how dating and relationships (laughs) went for people overall. According to a BBC article from December, a law firm logged a 122% increase in divorce increase between July and October of last year compared to the year before. And in the U.S., a contract creation site noted a 34% rise in basic divorce agreement sales with the sad fact that newlyweds made up 20% of those sales. And similar numbers were also reported in China and Sweden during the lockdown. But one of the questions is why... Of course, there seems to be uh, the obvious answers, including the overall stress of this time, the changes, and even monetary issues, which is already can be a very sensitive topic within relationships. But also, it seems something that's different about this is that it's actually women who are initiating the divorces. The same law firm said 76% of the new cases have been initiated by women, which was only 60% in the previous year. And one lawyer speculated that one of the main reasons is the unequal amount of household responsibilities each partner is taking on, such as childcare. That makes sense to me. Right. And unsurprisingly, being single and trying to mingle isn't any easier. Many have reported that not only being under quarantine or stay-at-home orders are making dating difficult, but the overall morale of the current situation is making it hard to actually have a good connection or impression. But the dating difficulties aren't just because of the last year, as in fact, according to one box report, quote, nearly half of Americans say dating is harder now than 10 years ago. But that doesn't mean people aren't trying. As you may have already figured out, and we've talked about before, online dating has become the preferred method of meeting people for a while now, like like I said, that's the only way I actually met people and has been doing well before the pandemic. And it that hasn't really slowed down. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> in fact, in March 2020, Tinder had its highest number of swipes in a day, a record setting at 3 billion. And apps like OkCupid saw a 700% increase in dates from March to May of 2020. And though many have not been meeting up face-to-face as much, a lot of people and a lot of companies found creative ways to take the relationship 
Ford. Companies like Bumble and Grindr included face-to-face video chats, while companies like Tinder also offered face-to-face chat. But much like its original app, makes it quick and easily dismissible. So swiping, I guess, easy. (laughs) Move on. Swipey, Uh, swipey. (laughs) And Tinder has recently gone as far as offering COVID tests. And other apps like Bumble have been using badges to indicate like your vaccination status, I guess, where you are with COVID in general, which will let individuals see right off the bat if they are compatible. Have you ever used Bumble? Mm-mm. So I haven't been on it in years, so I don't quite know, but used to, it would tell you if like, they would verify you as a person. So you weren't catfishing someone. Right. Um, you had to get these badges of like, nice. Blah, 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 blah. It actually has a way of kind of not rating, but essentially letting you know where they stand. Of course, a lot of people will automatically put in Trump supporter or right. Hillary supporter, or all of these things. So you know immediately what political affiliation they may have. So mm-hmm. to add to this is the COVID notifications. Like, are you COVID denier? Okay, we may not align. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and though there is a pandemic, people have been really creative in their dating. For example, we had that dude who rented himself a bubble to go on a date with someone he saw across the rooftop. Did you see mm-hmm. that little TikTok? It was cute. I did. And there's been many who have talked about social distance dating, a two-week quarantine and COVID test dating. So if we're having this conversation, all right, in two weeks... We're going to get our test and then we're going to meet. And the many, many Zoom dates, uh, talking about kind of the whole Zoom fatigue and the video conference fatigue. But as one person had stated in one of the articles that if it's a good date, you don't even notice. Uh Uh (laughs) Oh, And apparently, as I was looking through all of these, I saw the new top lists for dating apps because for a little while I did follow them because I really wanted the best results for me. Mm-hmm. There's a site called OKZoomer. Okay and I originally thought it had something to do with the fact that it was Zoom, but it's actually having to do with the fact that they're in college. Right. And you have to be in college to be able to be on the site. But I thought it was a cute name. Right. There are other sites like Love is Blind, people who love that show. There's an mm-hmm. actual app called Love is Quarantine. <laughs> and apparently you have to be on a Google Doc for that. And there's a oh, long whoa. waiting list. Oh, Yes. Whoa. So <laughs> you know what? Hey, you do you. All these sites are great. We also <laughs> wanted to know because we're kind of nosy, and you're our fan, how it was going for some of you. And Uh so, of course, we had to reach out to get some stories. And there's some good stories. And shout out to all of you who were kind enough to share with us. So, yeah, we're going to go ahead and pull up. You ready? For some of these uh, stories from y'all. And they're fantastic. There's Some of them are so sweet. They are. They're so great. But before we get into them, we're going to pause for a quick break for word from our sponsor. rant for a sec please pay apps are way too public what happened some rando hearted a payment from five months ago and i realized people can see my entire history who i'm paying like full names it's super weird yeah it's weird how are you paying your friends then apple cash it's all in messages you can literally send cash like a text and it stays between friends random people can't see it did you just pay me a dollar on Apple Cash? <laughs> Services are provided by Green Dot Bank. Member FDIC. Terms apply. Snag a job is where America goes to hire. With the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring. With access to over 6 million active hourly workers, snag a job is the all-in-one solution for hiring high-quality employees who can cover all your needs. On demand, tempt to hire part-time or full-time. You name the position 
warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer? Yeah, Snagajob's got a worker for that. With our easy-to-use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snagajob is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. So visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. This episode is brought to you by PNC Bank, who believes some things in life should be boring, like banking. Because boring is safe and responsible, level-headed and wise. All things you want your bank to be. You don't want your bank to be cool or sexy. Sexy is for 80s hair bands, not banks. That's why PNC Bank strives to be boring with your money so you can be happily fulfilled with your life. PNC Bank, brilliantly boring since 1865. Brilliantly boring since 1865 is a service mark of the PNC Financial Services Group Incorporated. PNC Bank National Association, member FDIC. And we're back. Thank you, sponsor. All right. So let's let's get into these stories that you wonderful listeners have sent to us. Starting with Denise. My quarantine love story. I'm American and was living in New York City and was dating my Canadian boo who lived in Montreal. Then the pandemic hit and the borders closed. Sad face. We didn't know how long it would be. We were both unemployed, so we got to talk all day, played a lot of Animal Crossing together, and visited each other's islands. It didn't make me feel so lonely, but then after five months, the border just seemed to be closed forever. But we found a loophole. Canadians were allowed to fly to the United States, but not the other way around. We decided to say it and get married so I could go back back to Canada with him. Kind of crazy, but glad we did it. The border still continues to be closed. So I'm happy we did it. Oh, <laughs> congratulations. Yeah, congratulations. Yeah, there's a point for Animal Crossing. Another way to connect with people. Yes. I wonder if Animal Crossing has thought about doing a dating app. Oh, I am sure. Hmm. I am sure. Someone has to tell me those. <laughs> yes. I feel like this could be a moneymaker. And then we've got a story from Adriana. She said, uh, dated a girl. Within the first few weeks, things were great. She planned, yes, planned, a high school-aged makeout session in the back of my car. I reluctantly agreed. We spent the next hour in the back seat. The real kick is that she legitimately booped me in the nose after the hookup. Like, straight up boop. And I've never been able to look at the Indy Taco parking lot the same way. <laughs> and I, my response was like, wait, what? And I was like, I don't, I don't know how I would have responded to that. Like, not only have we done this really fun, but different uh-huh. situation. Mm-hmm. But then at the end, it's just a boop, which I yeah, do to my like dog. A job well done. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I'm sure it was a job well done. <laughs> and we have this one from Marie. Hello. First of all, I want to say I love the show and listening to you both has got me through this whole pandemic world we've been living in lately. Oh, thank you. Here's my story. My boyfriend and I started dating in June of 2019. Things were going super well and we were spending tons of time together. Towards the end of the year, we talked about moving in together at the start of 2021. But then the pandemic hit, and since we were both working from home and only hanging out with each other, he asked me if I'd want to move in together in May of 2020. So we did. 
And then the day after we settled in, we impulsively adopted our dog and love of our lives, Gamora. The pandemic definitely accelerated the rate at which our relationship moved, mostly due to all the time we spent together and probably because of the shared trauma that comes with going through one's first pandemic. Smiley face. (laughs) I'll send some pictures of Gamora too so you can admire her. Thank you both so much for making the show as great as it is. Heart. It's a really cute dog. Really cute. Oh. <laughs> the name is top notch. I've actually heard this from some of my friends that it accelerated relationships yeah. in a good way. Like, yeah, some of these stories are definitely like that. And honestly, for myself, it's actually helped. The first part was a little rough, but towards yeah. the end, like being it together has been really, and, and I've talked about it before, has been really nice, unexpectedly mm-hmm. nice. Right. And so, yeah, I definitely have seen these stories too, which is nice to see after we just talked about all the divorce rates. Yeah. And then from Stephanie, disclaimer, she says, I met my current boyfriend on dating app during quarantine and things have been going very well for nine months now. Yay. But in April 2020, I matched with a, quote, verified national sports reporter on Tinder. Ooh, I really wish I could have gotten the name. He messaged (laughs) me, we were chatting, and within 15 minutes, he asked if I would go to his place. I, of course, said no, and he pressured me and tried to reassure me that he was safe. He eventually unmatched me, but I had the satisfaction to know I turned down a well-known persona for my health. Good yes. for you. And this is where I also will be like, guys are trash. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, this is, this is, I mean, that's one thing, even not as someone who's dating, but the, the layer of like pandemic judgment. <laughs> like, <laughs> what are you doing? What's safe to you? And all this yeah. stuff. Yeah, and you realize we have two very different definitions of quarantining. Yep. Yep. (laughs) From Tegan. Hi, I was dating a guy. We met pre-quarantine and then I went to stay with family. I came back to New York. Uh, We started seeing each other. I have an exclusive convo because COVID. We sleep together. He ghosts me after a few months. This is early December. I guess you could say he kept me warm, uh, would comment on my stuff, the occasional text. I find out in January he was dating someone the entire time. And she posted this sappy post documenting their relationship. (laughs) Example, she was with him on Halloween. I saw him the next day. Thankfully, I didn't get COVID, but I'm still annoyed. I guess I'm grateful I got laid in 2020 because it had a while... (laughs) Had been a while, but it wasn't good enough for the drama. <laughs> Again, men are uh, trash. That sucks. Men are that trash. Sucks during a quarantine. Like, come on, oh Dude, man, you a know quarantine you... family. <gasps> oh my gosh! What? Like you know, how you have your like other family. Oh, just, like, quarantine. Oh, jeez. Is there a quarantine family? No, I don't. You know what? There very well might be. Oh, they're very well. That up. <laughs> this kind of reminds me of the like way back early in the pandemic and, and during lockdown when SNL was still like doing it from their homes. Right. And they had that skit about basically women being like, Are you a man that's living? I'll be there. It was like a dating show. <laughs> <But they're> like, <laughs> How, or, I don't care anything about you. Where are you? Oh, let's go. <laughs> I remember that. Was that with Pete? Uh, I can't, I think he was on it. And they yeah. were all talking about how their vibrators didn't work or something. <laughs> right. Yes, I feel uh, that was funny. That's one of the ads that I saw. Not an ad. I think someone uh, that we follow and had on the show talking about their sex toys and like, hey, quarantine may be slowing down, but uh, these are still useful. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And yes. 
agree because the drama <laughs> is not always worth it. Mm-mm. But sometimes it is. So from Anna, she says, I so look forward to the dating and COVID episode. Here it is. My story is short. I just left a job that drained me so much, I stopped dating for six plus months, been there, when quarantine began. Just celebrated one year at a much healthier job. Yay, yay. Congrats. Other February, as I got ready to move, I was excited to get to start living my life. I work in residential life for a college, and that really hampers dating as a woman in her early 30s, dating more and getting healthy. That's what she's looking forward to. My first day at the new job, they canceled classes for the week. And the following week, we went remote. I just got the first dose of Pfizer. Yay. And I'm excited to start being social with people again. It's been a lonely year and I hope to be more open in dating going forward. And she said, keep up the awesome work with Sminty. Yay. Ah, Thank you. you. (laughs) I told her that she needed to keep us updated because this is before I got my shot. Mm -hmm. And you got yours, I think. And so Mm -hmm. I was like, let us know what it's like. In the real world. <laughs> this, this mysterious real world phrase real I keep world. hearing thrown around. <laughs> From Rachel, my pandemic dating experience is that it's a crapshoot that doesn't even result in good conversation. Nobody worthwhile to give my Instagram handle to, let alone number or make plans with. It sucks because early on, things weren't too bad. But by October, total garbage experience that never looked up. <laughs> <laughs> I do have a friend who found a boyfriend from Bumble in NYC, though, and they're adorable and planning for a future after a couple bumps in the road of poor communication and past relationship scars messing with them. Which is common. And Rachel has some really good tactics and great questions. So if y'all are interested, you know, Rachel might share it with you because it was <laughs> really fun. I was like, oh, yeah, she had like just generic questions. I used to ask people what their favorite tree was. <laughs> that didn't get a lot of attention. Oh, that's shocking to me. I, I don't understand. I feel like that's a good question. Well, like, oh, what is my favorite tree? It's a willow. I don't Mine's know, actually. Oh. I feel like that tells a lot about a person. Well, see, it's funny because I know I've talked about it before, but I went and saw Hitch when I was in college. Uh-huh. And so he said to always ask about something fun. So they associate you with fun. But now anytime someone does that, I assume they're doing this hitch thing, even if they're probably not. Like, I'm like, did you get, are you trying to flirt? And I'm like, no. You know, for a little while, I thought about doing a kind of a short story on all the dates that I had gone on. Because for, for a little while, yeah. I was getting some good ones. Oh. And it just became more and more fun. I had one dude who was trying to do this whole program and he was in the middle of working it out. And I looked at it, I was like, isn't that just Google Plus? And he got so <laughs> bad at me. <laughs> Which was, because it's like, you have your friends and your friends connected with this way. These are the circles and you do this. I'm like, that's Google Plus. <laughs> and this was right when Google Plus was coming right. out. And I was mm-hmm. like, I don't know if you're too late. <laughs> or if you're trying to revamp the system, I guess it's not too late now since Google Plus is gone, right? That's true. Now's the time for this guy. <laughs> go for it, dude. I don't remember what your name is, but go for it. Wow. <laughs> uh, this one comes from Vic, who said, I was friends with my boyfriend before everything kicked off. A bunch of us used to go for a pint after work on Friday. The UK went into lockdown at the end of March, but things eased up over the summer. At the end of August, one of our friends moved houses and had some people for the garden for drinks. We got chatting and he was about to move to the other side of the country for a job. So after the whole night of us ignoring our other friends, we 
realized something was going on and got together over the two weeks before he moved. Because of the strict lockdown, especially in Scotland, we haven't seen each other in person since November and probably won't until the end of April. I've never done long distance before, and while we connected on such a good emotional level through text and video call, I can't wait to actually be in the same room again. However, as we both live alone, I worried the flat will feel claustrophobic in a different way when there's another person in the space and we'll just get annoyed with each other. Going on dates with new people or on apps during quarantine sounds awful, so I'm glad I snapped him up when I did, but it's so hard not being able to even just have a nice cuddle or for someone else to cook dinner when one of us is tired because of being so far apart. Oh, that's sweet though. I love that. I did ask also when she sent us this if they had already made plans to see each other. Because, you know, I'm thinking that's probably one of the first things they did. And she did respond saying, yeah, he's going to come and stay for a bit when Scotland-England travel is allowed again as we have a bit of flexibility without working remotely when term ends. Uh, Apparently, they're both in academics. With all respect to our students, the end of term can't come quickly enough. And I think, yeah, you're not the only one. I think a lot of teachers would agree with you. So, yeah, thank you again for sending that. Yes. We wanted to talk a little more. And we decided we needed to have an extended conversation by doing a QA. and a with friend of the show and, of course, longtime friend of yours, Annie. Yes. Katie! Yeah, so Katie and I got together on the old virtual hangouts and we had a bit of a happy hour. And um, she, I asked her some questions. It's totally normal for a friend, you know, on a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. Yeah, yeah. And we wanted to share that conversation with you. But first, we're going to pause for one more quick break. Forward from our sponsor. Snag a job is where America goes to hire with the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring with access to over 6 million active hourly workers. Snag a job is the all in one solution for hiring high quality employees who can cover all your needs on demand, tempt to hire part time or full time. You name the position warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store, clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer. Yeah. Snag a job's got a worker for that. With our easy-to-use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snagajob is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. So visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. This episode is brought to you by PNC Bank, who believes some things in life should be boring, like banking. Because boring is safe and responsible, level-headed and wise. All things you want your bank to be. You don't want your bank to be cool or sexy. Sexy is for 80s hair bands, not banks. That's why PNC Bank strives to be boring with your money so you can be happily fulfilled with your life. PNC Bank, brilliantly boring since 1865. Brilliantly Boring Since 1865 is a service mark of the PNC Financial Services Group, Incorporated. PNC Bank National Association, member FDIC. The state of Tennessee is one of the few places where the sounds are just as breathtaking as the sights. Whether that's live music at a historic music venue, the crack of an open fire at a campsite in the wilderness, or hearing kids laughing as they explore what's right around the bend, Tennessee just sounds perfect. Start planning your trip at tnvacation.com. Tennessee sounds perfect.
And we're back. Thank you, sponsor. And yeah, let us get into my interview with one of my best friends, Katie. So we are joined now by one of my very best friends, Katie. Hello, Katie. Hello. Hello, everyone. (laughs) So you have featured on the show a lot, even though this is your first time being here. Because we've known each other a long time. Uh, Quite a while, yeah. Yeah, and I've spoken about... We were neighbors, so we we were also very nerdy. And so we we did like... Us? Jedi training together. We had lightsaber duels. You're right. Cool. Young Hercules featured quite often in our adventures back in the day. Yes. And for listeners who don't know, Young Hercules was a Ryan Gosling show that I still have on VHS recorded. It was a 90s, <laughs> a 90s Ryan Gosling show. Yes. Yes. On the WB. Yes. It was beautifully done with Excellent graphics and sound effects. Mm -hmm. No sarcasm. Go find it. Yes, if you can. I'm not sure it's available. And that's why I think I might be sitting on some money here. Um. (laughs) In order to truly understand Annie, you have to know her her obsessive crush on Ryan Gosling from Young Hercules. It's essential. (laughs) It's essential to her personality. So... Go watch. Oh, I no. apologize for interrupting I, you, Annie. No, I really... That fan letter I wrote to Ryan Gosling has to be... I was nine years old. Oh, Lord. One of the most embarrassing things I've ever done. <laughs> I would pay money <laughs> to read that. I hope whatever whoever talent agent got that destroyed it. <laughs> Please. <laughs> The eyes were dotted with hearts. Oh, God. And you were with me a year ago when the quarantine, like, officially set in in the United States. It was March 13th, and we were unsure what to do. And to this day, like, I've also talked about your reaction to me playing The Last of Us 2, <laughs> which was basically you looked at me as though I had done you the greatest harm as and though said, you had I just my have puppy. to go. <laughs> it was hard, man. That was a hard experience. You broke my heart. <laughs> I just was playing the game. Yeah, I'm just playing the game. You broke my heart, Annie. <laughs> I went down a path that you could follow. That, that I could uh, follow, and I followed you. <laughs> Damn, that game is something else, man. It made me feel yeah. some things. Me too. And you were the one of the infamous same side spiel. Uh, that I've... Yeah, I keep the coin. I've got the coin. Yeah, Same side. Katie. This coin that said Abby and Ellie same side on the same side and zombies on the other side because of your brilliance, your brilliance yes. during playing. Yes, that. <laughs> finally people will realize how brilliant I am. <laughs> <laughs> I've always known how brilliant you are, but okay. So we're this is an episode on dating during the pandemic, and when the pandemic did hit. I remember you were sitting on uh, one of my couches. Uh, yeah, couch. I'll call uh, it a couch. Couch? Is it a couch? It, it's, it's a, a couch. futon. <laughs> it's a 
futon. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> you were sitting on it and you were scrolling through. Was it Tinder? It was Tinder. What are you? It was Tinder. Yeah. And you were showing me pictures of like what people had stocked up on. And, and they were saying like, come to my place. I've got boxed wine as far as the eye can see and towers of toilet paper. <laughs> yes. People were using that as a catch-all, as a come hither. And also like wearing mask. Mm. They use mask as kind of a uh, come get me point, which I was totally into. Right. It was interesting to see how the pandemic was reflected in Tinder world, I guess. Yeah, and and you have long been my guide because I'm someone who hasn't ever online dated and I've just learned from you. <laughs> I've heard from your experience. You've heard all my stories? Yes. I don't know if I'm the best person to reflect that world, but I can try and give you my point of view the best as possible. Yeah, yeah, and that's all we ask because yeah, yeah. we have been asking listeners and other friends of ours, what has your experience been dating during the pandemic? So can you talk about what your experience has been like? Yeah, I have to say first that I use Tinder for hookups as opposed to like dating, dating. Mm-hmm. So that paints the experience a bit differently. Yeah. I think in the beginning that I became a lot pickier very quickly. Uh-huh. Because suddenly it was less of a game and more of, oh, I could catch. I could catch something, yeah. you know? Right, right. So that definitely kind of... It slowed things down a lot. And I will say, I think I think there in the beginning, I only went on one date and it was awful. It was a terrible experience. Because of COVID, I was scared to go out. So for the first time ever, I invited this person straight to my apartment. Mm. So there was mm-hmm. no in-between. There was no like, we're going to suss right. each other out or anything. And... It was bad, man. It was just, (laughs) we weren't a good match for each other in any way. And then I had this person in my house and I didn't know how to say, please get out of my house. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, it it was just, uh, it was a terrible night. So after that, that's kind of what convinced me. So selfish reasons, really. It was half that and half, oh, the pandemic's getting real, like real, real that Mm -hmm. I cut off Tinder for a while and just completely deleted it. Mm -hmm. Deleted Bumble, deleted everything, and decided it was smarter to just to look after myself Mm -hmm. for a little while. Yeah. But I have recently re-downloaded it, so... Mm. Yeah, and how has that been? Oh, man, oh, man. (laughs) (laughs) It's exhausting being a, uh, a a dating woman in the current age, I gotta say. First world problems, of course. Of course. Yeah. It's been something. I've gotten ghosted a few times already. I haven't had it for very long, just a couple weeks now. I've been on one date and mm-hmm. gotten ghosted quite a few times. 
Yeah. Is that different than I, I hate for this to sound so like mean and it, I don't mean it that way at all. But is that different than the, the experience you had before the pandemic? Oh, um, <laughs> <laughs> I really don't mean it to sound like some kind of put down. No, that's funny. <laughs> <laughs> I think before the pandemic, I feel like there were more dates in person before the pandemic for sure. And less ghosting. I mean, ghosting goes hand in hand with Tinder, I think. You kind of mm-hmm. have to, in a certain, you kind of have to expect that it's coming. And yeah. at least in my experience, which <laughs> might not be the experience of everyone, mind. But <laughs> yeah, I think in my short experience being back on Tinder, I've definitely gotten ghosted more than before. And in these conversations you're having with people, Because I asked you when you were recently exploring potential matches, (laughs) how does one even date? And did you discuss like what that would look like? I think I was always the one that brought it up. Like, would you wear a mask? How would this go? Where would we go? Would it be in the middle? Mm. On the few dates I went on, yes. But how do you even date now? I mean, my answer to you in the text message was, I don't know. (laughs) because because I I really I don't and I've been on one date since we talked then and I felt guilty for going out that was the first time I'd been out since pandemic started like actually been out out and I felt very timid like I was looking Mm -hmm. around I felt small I guess Mm -hmm. I wore my mask but I still felt this intense guilt for being out and just like self-consciousness about it. But once I managed to loosen up and have a beer or two or three, (laughs) it got a little better. Mm -hmm. We chose a venue that we chose to go axe throwing, which turned out to be a very open venue. There was a lot of space, thank God, or else Mm -hmm. somebody would have been maimed. (laughs) But it, it double worked as we were way more than six feet away from people. Everyone was wearing masks. Well, I mean, you know, there were a few sticklers that weren't, but for the most part, the people that worked there. So that was comforting in its own way. Right. I asked you about mask fashion, if that was a thing (laughs) that you thought about. Uh, For me personally, no. I stick to my standard black cloth mask because I look badass in it. It like (laughs) slims my face, makes me look a little like intriguing so Mm. i just got your axe (laughs) with my axe exactly that is flailing around wildly (laughs) i was semi good at it it was just like bowling i was good at first and then it just went downhill from there yeah yeah Yeah. i want to go with you annie Oh, my God. I want to see you throw an axe so badly. <laughs> I think you you'd like You take it. those pictures of me with the axe at one time. Yeah, in the woods. That sounds very bizarre out of context, but it was for a Hunger Games audition. Yeah. It was so cheesy. It was. <laughs> That's something else I hope has disappeared to uh, time. <laughs> gold. It is gold. It's going to show up when you're super famous one day. See, you've got, you've probably got the most blackmail on me. Oh. Of anybody. Oh, I do. But I'm also the least likely to sell it. So, yes. Well, it depends on what they offer me. Like, oh. (laughs) (laughs) 
I, I was love about donuts, to be like, y'all. oh, true friend. <laughs> <laughs> no. And then you're like, well, <laughs> anyone can be bought, Reese. Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> nah. No, I would never sell that. It's too personal. <laughs> There's too much on me that you could throw back. That's true. Always remember that. So, I don't know if you'll if you've noticed this because since you you took a break, but have you noticed like this is coming from someone who has no idea what I'm talking about, like a change in in how and people's profiles or like the number of people on it or like have people left or are there more people? I honestly can't say because I am using Tinder from. I would say a smaller town outside of Atlanta, like somewhat far out from Atlanta. Mm-hmm. So there was kind of a limited number amount of people and I tend to swipe fast anyway. Right. So at some point you reach a screen that says there are no more people in your area and then you oh, feel wow. really bad about yourself. <laughs> oh, whoa. Yep. <laughs> so I really can't say if it's gone up or down to me. It seems like about the same amount in my area. And it seems honestly about the same demographic of people. Mm -hmm. But I can't say if that reflects for the city or a larger population. Yeah. Yeah. And then do people put like in their profiles, is there, you know, like mass required or, or things like that? So far, I haven't seen that at all. What I have seen is an increase in people saying they're conservative or they're liberal. Yeah. Or yeah. they're Christian. Right. I have seen an, an increase in that. And I have seen an increase in people wearing masks in their profile pictures. Okay. But I haven't seen anything that's like mask required or won't go out. But I will say Tinder, I believe it's Tinder. They have like an area where you can put your COVID specifications. Oh. Of if you want to do only video chat or if you're willing to go out for a date. Oh. Or, you know, if masks are required kind of thing. So you've got to give it to them that they are trying to put the steps in place yeah. to allow people to be more comfortable. Yeah, I think I'm pretty sure they're sending a COVID test too. You can get a COVID test through Tinder. <laughs> well, <laughs> isn't that something? <laughs> the future is now, man. The future is now. The future is now. Yeah, yeah I can see how, you know, first dates is already kind of an awkward, stressful situation. And then you do it during a pandemic and it's like multiplied. I think one of the things I've noticed that's going to be a real adjustment period for me is I was always kind of awkward, but now talking to people is the most awkward thing. Like it just feels like I've forgotten how to do it. So <laughs> yeah, I can imagine on a date that being amplified. I don't know. In a way, you have, if you're wearing masks, you have the mask to hide behind, which I find to be a comfort in some way, even though it does complicate reading faces and such. Mm-hmm. But also, I think it adds an instant, is the right word levity to the situation of just we instantly have something to laugh about of, yeah. oh my God, it's COVID and mm-hmm. here we are doing this thing. <laughs> Like there's kind of instantly something like you feel tense about it, but there's also instantly a something you can joke about and bond right. over. 
instantly mm-hmm. a subject to talk about. So where, you know, how have you been? What are you doing? What's up with you? How has COVID treated you? Like I can mm-hmm. expand upon that a lot if I right. need to. So I guess my wrap up question is, did it to put it in uh, very uh, almost dismissive terms, which I don't mean to either, but did, did it kind of bum you out that you've lost this year of dating? And are you excited for as more and more people get vaccinated and more and more things open to more readily enter back into that world? I think, to be honest, it wasn't a bad time for me to take off and take to myself. I won't lie. The shallow part of me, the completely and utterly shallow part of me, I have absolutely gained weight during COVID. Mm-hmm. Just from the uh, drinking a lot more than I used to and also binge eating when I'm scared or, mm-hmm. you know, like stressed out from dealing with with COVID. Uh, so I definitely gained weight and the shallow part of me, that kind of helped because I was like, mm-hmm. man, I... you know, that insecure part was like, I don't want to be seen like this. So that was a very, that was a small section into my, a small selfish part of it. But it also gave me the time to separate from my lust for a relationship or a hookup or for men in general, unfortunately. (laughs) And, (laughs) And focus a little bit more on me. Uh, that it's all the cliche trite stuff, you know. Mm-hmm. Focus more on me, and instead of putting all of my emotions on to men and a, a temporary hookup, kind of like f- being forced to reflect on myself and why I'm reacting away or not. Mm-hmm. So I, I at least tried to look at it through that lens. Getting back to it currently has been a great distraction. It really has, it's kind of disturbing how distracting Tinder can be or just how much of a time, like, uh, I don't know. But I'm trying to to remember the the time I took off and not Mm -hmm. get too sucked back into that world and too stressed out by it. Because I have some stories, man. I have some Tinder (laughs) stories. If you have a Tinder episode... (laughs) I'm here. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I know. Yeah, yeah. We would love to have you back. And I am so glad that you came on and shared your experience with us. And I do think what you just said has been a lot of people's experience, maybe not even just dating, but like what they learned about themselves during a quarantine and a pandemic. Right. trying to keep that in mind for like how quickly that that's something I've thought about is how quickly am I going to fall back into old habits right and or am I not it's truly a moment to reflect this is how mm-hmm. I react when I'm alone mm-hmm. and alone for a long period of time a forced period of time with no socialization yeah. or anything else to like hide your flaws into yeah. so it's definitely been eye-opening to see that about myself, to have those realizations about myself. Like yeah. how much I put things on other people to make it easier for me. And this mm-hmm. isolation has forced me to confront that for better or for worse. Yeah. 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 Well, 
I know that I miss you and I can't wait to see you soon. I know. I want to see you and your long hair and yes. your treadmill and play yes. Last of Us. Even yes, though I still cry about it sometimes. <laughs> I do too. So sad. We bonded even more that day. I even know. though I thought you were like not going to talk to me for weeks after that. I considered it. <laughs> but after you go through something like that with someone, you got to keep them close. It's Hate true. is it's so, so close to love. <laughs> <laughs> That's what the game uh, taught me. Hate is so close to love. You know, that's true. I, I, that's interesting. <laughs> I felt like after playing that game with you, I felt like people I had loved died. Like yeah. genuinely. I felt like yeah. I was grieving and bargaining and angry. Mm -hmm. Who would have thought a video game could elicit those reactions? Yeah. <sighs> yeah. Listeners, Man. we cannot over-exaggerate enough how long we sobbed in silence. <laughs> Just sitting there in silence with each other, crying. Crying. Doesn't beach. it sound like such a fun game? <laughs> oh my God, you have to play it. It's so good, though. Work of art. Work of art. <laughs> Truly. Is there anything else you want to talk about about your dating experience before we wrap up? I'm still being ghosted by someone who identifies as a furry. So there's that. We'll just leave it there. Yeah. Gosh. <laughs> That's a interesting. Like if you said that sentence mere decades ago, no one would know what you meant. I'd be burned for being a witch. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what she said, but it's some kind of spell. <laughs> they would drop kick me right into that fire. <laughs> There'd be no chance. <laughs> well, <laughs> good thing it's not the way back when of a couple of decades ago. <laughs> a f man, my friend. <laughs> Well, thank you so much for joining us. I miss you and love you. And Aww. we would love to have you back sometime soon. Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it so much. It's so good to see you. So I hope that you listeners enjoyed that conversation as much as I did. I hadn't seen her in a while. Mm -hmm. so. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We have known each other since I think we were four years old. So long love time. Love it. <laughs> and it, it's going to be interesting moving forward as we do get out of this and what is dating going to look like in the wake of a pandemic because like one of you listeners pointed out we did go through as a world kind of this joint trauma together and Katie talked about that because I thought you know in my mind this is making dating like a first date which is already a really nerve-wracking experience even worse because now you've got like people watching and there's a mask conversation. And But she said that, that you, she felt like you immediately had this thing that you could bond over because you went through it together. Right. So it will be interesting to see what happens. And thanks to all of you listeners who sent your stories. We love them. We love getting them. So keep those coming. Keep us updated. <laughs> we, we love hearing from you. 
If you would like to email us, you can or email us stuff at iheartmedia.com. You can find us on Instagram at Stuff I Never Told You or on Twitter at MomStuffPodcast. Thanks as always to our super producer, Christina. Thank you. Thanks to you for listening. Stuff I Never Told You is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. This episode is brought to you by PNC Bank, who believes some things in life should be boring, like banking. Because boring is safe and responsible, level-headed and wise. All things you want your bank to be. You don't want your bank to be cool or sexy. Sexy is for 80s hair bands, not banks. That's why PNC Bank strives to be boring with your money so you can be happily fulfilled with your life. PNC Bank, brilliantly boring since 1865. Brilliantly Boring Since 1865 is a service mark of the PNC Financial Services Group, Incorporated. PNC Bank, a national association, member FDIC. The state of Tennessee is one of the few places where the sounds are just as breathtaking as the sights. Whether that's live music at a historic music venue, the crack of an open fire at a campsite in the wilderness, or hearing kids laughing as they explore what's right around the bend, Tennessee just sounds perfect. Start planning your trip at tnvacation.com. Tennessee sounds perfect. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home.